With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Fun crazy, not creepy crazy, on the Riley and Kimmy show. He's due at midnight. He's usually punctual. Digital recorder runs for 24 hours. GPS keeps a track of his movements. The dictaphone. It's how we communicate. <gasps> What's wrong? He's coming. You said violent episodes. Yes. What if he hurts someone? If he's as bad as you say? He is. Ah, oh, well, now, that would be me. Hello. Surprise. Boom. Etc. Oh, welcome to the Riley and Kimmy Show. I am your host, Patrick Riley. Right next to me is the nice one. Kimmy. I got one name. Kimmy. Welcome to episode 404 of a world of nerd. That's what we're going to uh, be venturing in and revolving around. World of geekdom, free uh, fandom as well. Uh, that, that's basically us. Pop culture. That summarizes it all. Escapism and things like that. You will find on this episode and every single episode of the Riley and Kimmy show. And I hope you stick through the entire episode coming up uh, at the very end. We have a tribute to, in my opinion, the most important superhero of all time. Now, you may not like him now, but one thing is if we had not had his creation, we would not be enjoying all the things that we enjoy. Now, I love this character. But some people don't. They just have an aversion towards this character. And we'll have that and the tribute to that character coming up here on the Riley and Kimmy show. But right now it's time for Kimmy to play TV reviewer again. This is the part where I'm supposed to do the whole intro thingy. Barry Allen, fastest man alive. But you know all that already. On the recent episode of The Flash, the episode titled The Nuclear Man, it opens with Barry preparing for his date with Linda Park, trying on a number of outfits at super speed. But for once, Barry arrives to his date on time. The two hit the town by eating Central City's spiciest tacos. The date cuts short, however, with a call for the Flash's aid. Now, luckily, Barry's able to save the day in time. It takes Linda to hit the bathroom and back. And Barry's date continues to face interruptions requiring the Flash. But don't worry, being the fastest man alive lets him do two things at once. And his date not noticing is impressed. She gives Barry a kiss goodnight. Mm -hmm. Now, let's... We're not going to spoil some things in here unless Kimmy does. That's the start off. Episode unfolds. What does Kimmy think of the end, the whole thing? I mean, from beginning to end. I liked it. I liked Flash better than Arrow now. Really? Yep. Now, see, I, I, I was kind of leery of the actor who plays Barry Allen, the Flash, at first. But I, I agree. I like him a lot. Mm -hmm. And it, it feels good. And I'm almost, because, of, you know, I'm a, a Flash geek, know where this story is going. And I really don't want to spoil it, although I want to talk about it. But I can't because it'll spoil it. All I have to say is, if you like time travel, you like Doctor Who and time travel things like in Star Trek and stuff. Oh, boy, you got, you got something in store. Mm -hmm. A paradox, mm -hmm. sort of. A question of ethics is going to happen. A temptation to somebody who will discover he can go back in time and hopefully it's like the comic books in Ford in time. He's going to 
have a temptation that will be put for or towards him entirely. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and this episode kind of, you know, starts that ball rolling because there's evidence of uh, some time travel that has happened that is revealed. I will not spoil that. And I was just, I I really like that. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, I even like uh, the detective Originally, I, Iris's father. I didn't really care for him at first, but I, I like him now. Mm. And I hope they don't bump him off. Yeah. Although I think he might have crosshairs on him. Okay. And I could see that being a season finale. Mm. Him going away. And I hope that's not the case, though. Because I, I really do like him. So Kimmy's giving it a uh, thumbs up. Is that the way I get it? Yes. Better than the arrow. Uh, yeah. And I, I, I hope the arrow will improve. I know some people are out there going, Patrick, you're crazy. Arrow's great. But it it's it's deteriorated, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, the Man of Bennett se- uh, season is the best. Yes. Uh, when, and he was in season one, too. But where, you know, the big emphasis of... Number two. Yeah, it, it, of season two. He was in number one as well, was he not? Yeah, I In flashbacks so. and stuff, yes. yeah. But he was more prominent in season two. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, he just, he added a certain thing to the to the episode and this one you know i am quite honest i don't care for this black canary uh yeah i just i it's it's not there for me and i was i can talk about it now because it's been a week i guess so i'm not spoiling anything right if you haven't seen it in a week hey there's a reason you haven't seen it in a week or tried to see it or whatever and that is the death of a character on the last episode of the uh arrow i just thought was wrong and misplaced and that was the death of wildcat Oh, and I just I didn't think that was that was right to have Ted Grant killed uh, in that episode. Okay, he just basically brushed aside. He's an icon in uh, the world of DC, also in the world of Batman, Green Arrow, uh, and other uh, DC characters, training them for street combat and things like that. And I just don't think he should have been bumped off hmm. uh, the way they did it. Okay, a- at all. I don't even think he should have been bumped off at all. Okay, and that kind of didn't set well with me. And and as I met a very cool comic book nerd over the weekend a uh, promoter of a uh, comic book show by the way that's going to be happening in uh, north florida he is the promoter of the north florida comic-con his name's greg we have a link to his uh, comic book show on our website at rileyandkimmy.com as he pointed out i asked him if he likes because he loves dc and mm-hmm. i said which do you like more do you got like one universe more than the other and he goes oh i like dc and i said well you do you like the arrow and he goes uh, you mean a uh, batman wannabe or something like that he called it uh-huh. and he is right i i i feel those things and it's like that it's like that 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 battle scene everybody was hyping about the last arrow scene it was another one of those things that just made me go uh, like come on is it felt like i was watching somebody who's trying to steal from the, the last nolan film where bane is fighting batman in the streets with bane's gang and then the gotham police gang and they all it just it's what it reminded me of just not as high quality because they didn't have the budget you know mm-hmm. that, that did so it really let me down on yeah. that part so you know uh, yeah i agree the the flash is uh, up there now in my opinion and uh, it's you know it's and matter of fact gotham i'm digging gotham too i put i put flash let's see probably flash is my prime superhero tv show right now because marvel's agents of shield was up there too but it's right now in, in limbo so i'm gonna take it off the, it's off the list just because it's not on currently mm-hmm. and then, then i would put gotham at number two mm-hmm. and then constantine then arrow I think. No, mm. no, I put Arrow then Constantine. Okay. Yeah, because that, that last two Constantines, I haven't seen the very 
the last uh, episode, but uh, the two previous to that, they were kind of weak yeah. in those two. So I agree. I, I, yeah, I think that's where I would rate them. Mm-hmm. But you know, when Mar- if Marvel's Agents of Shield's back on, it's probably going to be at the number one, number two slot. I just, probably. Yeah, I just have that feeling. Time for us to talk about movies and some things coming to IMAX. Variety reports IMAX and Disney have set an IMAX release date for Cinderella. Okay. Coming to IMAX, starring Lily James and Kate Blanchett, is to coincide with the film's worldwide day and date launch on March 13th. Now, the live-action Cinderella is directed by Kenneth Branagh and will be digitally remastered into IMAX. That, to me, is the problem. It was not shot for IMAX. Mm. They're digitally remastering it to IMAX. Mm-hmm. So, uh, hey, is it worth the extra? I don't know. I won't see it on IMAX. No. I, I might not. I take that back. I will see it in traditional 2D, and if it's warrants that IMAX, then I will go to IMAX. But, you know, right out of the box, that one I am not going to go see in IMAX. And something that makes some people happy, IMAX made the announcement about Cinderella a day after it came on board at the last minute for a release of Fifty Shades of Grey at 75 large screen locations this coming weekend. Mm -hmm. Now, why would you want to see that one on IMAX? Hmm. No, I, I, no, I'm being serious. Why? Hmm. Well, I know some uh, colleagues of yours wanted to go see that movie. Were they going to go in IMAX? No, no. So they were basically a bunch of uh, female co- colleagues. Uh-huh. We're all going to what carpool, get in the van or whatever, and go see Fifty Shades of Grey. Right. Oh, that sounds like fun there. Yeah. Now, moving over to something else in the world of movies, a classic that is being revisited. It's been remade more than once, and that is King Kong. What is Kimmy's favorite King Kong version of King Kong? Well, that would have to be the one I saw when I was a kid uh, in the theaters okay. with Jessica Lange. Well, the 19, I believe, 76 version with Jeff Bridges. Mm-hmm. You love that version. Mm-hmm. Shame on you. Now, my favorite, of course, is the 1933 Kong and the Son of Kong a few years later and the Japanese version of King Kong versus Godzilla. <laughs> it's so bad, I love it. Hey, you got If you're into cosplay, you got to appreciate those. I mean, but anyhow, a new King Kong is coming to theaters. Legendary Pictures surprised the Comic-Con hordes last summer with a sudden announcement of Skull Island, a new film set in the world of King Kong. Now, we have learned since, according to what culture, the film is a prequel and will probably be called Kong Skull Island because they think people will be too stupid to figure out that King Kong's part of it, mm. even though he will be on the posters. So they got to throw, you know, King Kong or Kong Skull Island will be the full title. Now, a new report at Film Divider, which is mainly about Kong's reoccurring fixation on young American blonde women, has spilled a few more details of what the story will be about. Now, much of the film will be concerned with a rescue mission to the island, they say. One of the survivors of the doomed pre-movie voyage will be revealed to have survived on the island and bonded with King Kong as a baby when he's little. Now, he'll still be outsized. The story will provide an explanation of why. Now, speculation on his size, whereas the 1933 Kong was about filmmakers, that was, it was about somebody making movies, and the 1976 King Kong was about big oil, the one that Kimmy loves, there are rumors that Skull Island will feature a nefarious chemical company. 
Now, that being the case, the chemical company might be playing some part into Kong being gigantic. And other gigantic, they don't put it here, but other gigantic creatures, I assume, will be on the island as well. Skull Island is set for release in the United States on March 10th, 2017. I am still looking forward to this film. I hope it's better than the Peter Jackson one. Oh, yeah. That I, I had issues with. Won't go into them here. You, hey, if you love Peter Jackson, he's a brilliant director. Don't get me wrong. Has has the eye. There was just some things I had issues with that story, and I just didn't think it needed to be revisited uh, mm-hmm. at all. That you know that Kong part of the story. Spider Man, Spider Man does whatever a spider can. Spins a web any size, catches thieves just like flies. Look out! Well, a lot of changes in the world of Spider-Man and movies, and uh, we don't need to be harping on that if you don't know even living in a cave. Basically, Marvel is, uh, well, sort of, in a way, taking control back of Spider-Man. There, that part's short, okay? Mm-hmm. But Sony's still still part of the whole mix and will be profiting from this. In a way, as some people put it, it's Marvel throwing a, or Marvel Disney throwing a lifeline to Sony to help them out because, you know, they've tanked with Spider-Man in ways, okay? Now, what culture has eight reasons why Spider-Man joining the Avengers is a bad idea for Marvel and Disney? Eight of them. Hmm. Now, number eight, it's going to be a rushed first appearance. According to the official statement, Spidey will first appear in a pre-existing Marvel Cinematic Universe movie before having his Sony release standalone in July 2017. Although the announcement is coy about what film he appears in, according to all nerd sources and including what culture, it has to be Captain America Civil War. Now think about this. Avengers Age of Ultron is pretty much in the can, same as Ant-Man which leaves Civil War, Doctor Strange, and Guardians of the Galaxy 2, where he could be making a quick pop in. Now, Marvel are all for gambles, but debuting their Peter Parker alongside Peter Quill would be too much, according to sources, which means that Marvel Spider-Man will be hitting cinema screens in little over a year. Hmm. Now, as the idea has been on the table for a while, it's likely the directors have worked out an alternate version of the script that works Spider-Man in shocking identity reveal and all that stuff. But that's still a really quick turnaround for a character that hasn't been best served in recent years. Marvel giving themselves a year to go from page to box office is pretty risky, according Mm -hmm. to what culture number two reason it's only being done now because of civil war given Marvel's ability to tap into fan desires and wants it's happily seems to be to please the audience which judging by the reaction it seems to have done with this but that doesn't explain why they're rushing it why give spider-man a golden ticket to the Marvel Cinematic Universe so quickly particularly in the face of the previous rushed flops and there have been now legacy is certainly a big part of it But the overriding reason has to be the Civil War storyline. Spider-Man is very important in the comic books to the arc of which Captain America 3, which is shaping up to be Avengers 2.5, is based on. The fight between Iron Man and Captain America over him, a linchpin of the event, to a point where to not include him cheapens the whole thing. Now, I must point out, not that long ago, they, when they started announcing a standalone Black Panther film, they were saying that Black Panther would be the stand-in for Spider-Man because they didn't have access to Spider-Man for the Civil War storyline. Mm. But, and I didn't know really how that would actually work because Spider-Man, I'm not going to spoil this, I urge you to go to your comic book store and read 
what we're talking about here. Read the storyline. It, it, get, it, just get a feel for it. Also, I urge this for older individuals who have children or grandchildren they will be taking to these movies because you may not be aware exactly what this is all about. It, it, Civil War does not end good at all. And where they're going to take Marvel's... Uh, well, even Age of Ultron has... It's just a different feel, in my opinion. And it's more intense. It's more darker. All these films are. And you will notice a little bit of that with the last Captain America film, Winter Soldier. It was darker than First Avenger, beyond a doubt. And darker, in my opinion, than the Avengers film itself. And they're going to get darker. And there is really some things that will maybe cause some individuals to shed a tear. That's why I say read the source material to determine if you really want to take a little one, and I'm talking a little one, to this film. Or mm-hmm. these films. Uh, and you need to see, because Spider-Man is going to be a lure to, especially younger uh, to it. They're going, oh, yeah, you know, but Spider-Man, he, he gets kind of hosed. And it's a political story. I'm not going to say much more than that. Uh, he gets played. He gets played a little bit by Tony Stark. Tony Stark is going to turn into, he, you're going to hate him. Some, I, I think young guys might go, oh, yeah, he's cool. He's going to become a jerk. And uh, he goes opposed to Captain America. And it's not a good outcome. Let's just put it that way. So you might want to check those things out. And also we have the entire eight reasons why it's not a great idea for, you know, Spidey to be part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's according to what culture. Now, for me, if since they decided to do Civil War, he's got to be there. And I'm happy with that. You know, head to your local comic book store, find out more, go to our website to find out more about what cultures, you know, eight reasons it's a bad idea. And you can find that at RileyandKimmy.com. This is a job for Superman. Up, up, and away. Comicbook.com reports Cleveland, Ohio is finally getting a Superman statue to commemorate the city as the hometown of creators Joe Schuster and Jerry Siegel. The statue will be located near the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame on an elevated walkway that connects the city's lakefront to the downtown. The statue will be made of burnished steel and stretch 12 feet from fingertip to boot toe. Now The statue will be placed on a 30 to 35 foot pedestal base colored Superman Blue. Now, the base of the monument will also feature life-size statues of Siegel, Schuster, and Siegel's wife, Joanne Siegel. Now, you know why they have Joanne there? Mm-mm. The reason is she was the model for Lois Lane. Oh. Yes. Now, the three of them will be looking up at Superman. Richard Pace, a founding member of the Siegel and Schuster Society, told Cleveland.com, quote, for years people have asked why Cleveland does not have a statue to commemorate the creation of Superman and honor local creators Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster. Now we will, unquote. Sculptor David Deming has been working on the project for seven years as part of the Superman Monument Committee, and we have uh, his work. Uh, right on our website, a video of that, and you can find that at RileyandKimmy.com. And I thought it would be perfect, Kimmy, right now, since you know the Superman statue is being talked about, that we go back in time to the world of old-time radio, golden age of radio, and do a episode of the Adventures of Superman. And one of the reasons I thought to do this is because, you know, Jerry and Joe were around when this was done. Yeah, their creation was just a few years old, and they were busy doing the comic book, and they were also doing the comic strip, which was daily and a Sunday edition all at the same time. Hmm. I mean, they were busy. Mm -hmm. Very, very busy. More than what people realize. But they did not participate in the radio series at all. And the radio series becomes very important to the comic book series. Number one, it makes everything mainstream. The work that they're doing in the comic book and cartoon series Hey, let's face it, the adults aren't going to pay attention to that. You know, comic books were a dime, and they were considered garbage by a lot of people. And comic strips, oh, yeah, it was in the back of the page. Or, you know, it was the funny papers, whatever. 
not really adult red, but they couldn't escape from the radio playing in their homes and, you know, people listening to the shows. And that's what they helped. They made, you know, common things like Clark Kent. You know, people understood who Clark Kent was. They understood this guy by the name of Perry White and Jimmy Olsen and Lois Lane and, and this guy who could leap over tall buildings and bullets would bounce off of him, all that stuff. And it, it, it made nerdism more commonplace or accepted, if you will. And that's why we're doing that. And mm-hmm. by the way, you want to find out more about Jerry and Joe, the boys who created Superman and their story. And you can determine by reading this book, did they get hosed or not? Yeah, you, you need to read all the facts. A lot of them are right there. You can find a great biography and it's called Super Boys. And we have a link to that right on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Right now, going back in time to old time radio, otherwise known as OTR, the theater of the mind. Here's the adventures of Superman. The episode's called The Atomic Beam from February 26th, 1940 on the Riley and Kimmy Show. Presenting Superman. Up in the sky. Look, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. And now, Superman. Amazing figure from another world with powers and abilities never before realized by mortal men. When we last saw Superman in his disguise as young Clark Kent, reporter for the Daily Planet, he and his editor, Perry White, had just received a warning telephone message from a mysterious voice, which identified itself as the Yellow Mask. In exactly 24 hours, said the mask, the Daily Planet would be blown to a thousand fragments. Horror-stricken, Kent and his chief stared at each other in the humming office. Then pandemonium. Sirens wailed in the streets. Police searched the building for bombs. Today, as our story opens, we find ourselves far from the doomed offices of the Daily Planet. Dr. Sven Dahlgren shows an unexpected visitor about his laboratory, explaining its wonders, and also explaining his latest invention. Listen. Please, please do not touch that window frame. So? It is not clean, perhaps. It looks clean. Oh, yes, quite clean, but it is wired. It carries a powerful electric charge. Most interesting. Are you also experimenting in electricity, Dr. Dahlgren? You have come to see my latest discovery, have you not, Professor Schmidt? Indeed. And so have others. You are not the first. Others would not only like to see it, but gain possession of it. No, I cannot believe it. Oh, it's quite true, I assure you. For weeks past, ever since word got out of what I was doing, I've... I've been annoyed, even threatened. Threatened, Dr. Dahlgren? By whom? I don't know. Queer voices over the telephone, mysterious visitors in the dead of night. Yes, that is why I had the laboratory wired. But what do they want? They want my invention. They realize that whoever owns it controls a practically unlimited power. Unlimited power? Is that true? Certainly, Professor Schmidt. Unlimited power for destruction. Which is why I'm determined to keep the discovery a closely guarded secret. In the world today, my friend, there is destruction enough. Men are at one another's throats like dogs gone mad. No, I will never be a party to war and bloodshed. Ah, but come, I, I waste time. Into this room, Professor. Uh, d- don't brush against the metalwork. There it is, on the table, Professor. That is the machine. So small. My latest development. Small, light, compact, but deadly. Uh, now then, please stand exactly where you are. Watch closely what happens to that glass on the edge of the table. Watch. It's... it's amazing. The glass was shattered. Now, watch that small steel ball. 
Why, it's gone. Vanished. Blown into atomic dust. Then it's true. I didn't believe, but it's true. Certainly it's true. Based on the power of atomic force. Everything in the universe has a certain vibration point, Professor Schmidt. And my machine focuses a beam of vibrating infragamma rays wherever I choose to direct it. And then? Any object in the path of the beam begins to vibrate. At a certain point, depending on the object, atomic force is overcome, and the object simply disappears, explodes, if you like, into nothing. Doctor, you say any object? Any object whatsoever, at distances up to a mile. Unbelievable, my dear doctor. Let me be the first to congratulate you. Thank you, thank you. You have done me a great service, doctor. You have placed in my hands an instrument of destruction that will at last give me what I have been seeking. Absolute control of the world and every living thing in it. What? What do you mean? You have been horribly misled, Dr. Dahlgren. I am not Professor Schmidt of Hawthorne University. Mere men who work under me know me by quite another name. I am destined to become supreme ruler of the universe and with this deadly machine. Get out of my laboratory. Get out before I... You won't do anything, Doctor. Not if you value your life. This gun I hold in my hand is fully loaded. Take care. You're mad, utterly mad. How far do you think you'll get with that machine? The police will... Beyond the reach of the police, I assure you. I have laid my plans with great care, Doctor. First, I shall destroy the building which houses one of your great newspapers, because a reporter on that paper foiled my plans in the West and succeeded in jailing two of my men. When that is done, I will go about the task of creating for myself the position I rightfully deserve. Emperor of the world. And now I must go. Put that machine down. Put it down, I tell you. Michael, stop him. <laughs> oh, no. No living thing can stop me now. Goodbye, Doctor. Don't let him get away. Michael. Doctor, what's happened? Oh, catch him, Michael. Catch him. Doctor, what's the matter? You're pale. He got away with the atomic beam, Michael. Do you know what this means? That lunatic, he has in his hands the power of life and death. He is a walking symbol of death. Where is Clark Kent? The minute he gets back, send him in. Here I am, Mr. White. Oh, Kent, Kent, where have you been? Down in the cellar helping the police. Turn up anything? Any sign of a bomb? Not a thing, Mr. White. We combed the building from top to bottom. Anything turn up here? No, not so far. What's the time? It's four o'clock. If that fellow really meant business, we've only got about two hours to go. Call in your office, Mr. White. Oh, thanks, Lois. Oh, by the way, Kent, I don't think you know Miss Lane. Lois, this is Clark Kent. Oh, how do you uh, do? You, you wait do? here till I get back, Kent. I won't be a minute. Well, the boy wonder, huh? Why, Miss Lane, what do you mean? Well, they tell me you talked yourself into a job, went out west, and came back with the biggest story of the month. All in less than a week. Well, I, I guess I was pretty lucky. <laughs> I'll say you were lucky. Now you're the white-haired boy, huh? I'm afraid I don't quite understand. You got the old man hypnotized. He thinks you're Horace Greeley. I'm afraid I don't... Oh, don't act so dumb. All this nonsense about a time bomb in the cellar. What's the big idea? Hey, Miss Lane, I only wish I knew. You mean to tell me you didn't make it up out of your head? I certainly did not. I don't believe it. Well, now what's the matter? Listen. Don't you hear something? Oh, I hear the presses in the basement. No, no, outside. Pardon me a minute. Come to the window. Now. Don't you hear anything? What do you think you hear? A plane. There's a plane out there flying low. Well, I'll be... 
Now look, Mr. Kent, this is a big town. You'll find quite a few planes flying around here all day and all night. If it bothers you, you better go back to the farm. No, no, really, I, I yes, mean it. Yes, really, I mean it, too. Tell the old man about your big discovery. Here he comes now. Well, well, anything new? Yes, you're a star reporter, heard a plane. It was flying pretty low, Mr. White. Well, what of it? Oh, I got a job for you, Lois. Yeah, a good job? No. Go out and interview a scientist. Human interest stuff. Who is he and where? Dr. Sven Dahlgren. Got his own laboratory out on Haven Avenue. Look the number up in the book. Who is he, Mr. White? What's on his mind? Leading American investigator in the field of atomic energy. Must we change? Yeah, come on. Get going, Lois. Get going. This paper's always been tied in with science. We've been after Dahlgren for a long time, and now he comes to us. Why? Well, he said somebody stole a new machine he invented. I couldn't make much sense out of it, but he seemed pretty worried. Wanted me to rush a story into print. What's the matter with the police? I suggested that, but he said he needed more than the police. Sounds cracked, but it may make a yarn. On your way, Garley. All right, if you say so, Mr. White. I'll get right out there. So long, Mr. Star Reporter. You come with me, Kent, into the office. I can't stand much more of this. I know, Mr. White. It's nerve-wracking, this yellow mask business. Uh, Worse than that. I don't know whether to believe it or not. If we could only get a lead... Ordinarily, I wouldn't give it a second thought. Just another crank. And I don't know, Kent. I swear I don't know. What's the time now? Uh, Five after four. Don't keep thinking about the time, Mr. White. Confound it. What else can I think of? Two hours more, and we may get blown to glory. What do you think? About the yellow mask? Can he do what he says? Let's hope he can't, Mr. White. Uh, But you're afraid he can. And the devil of it is, so am I. Now, if it hadn't been for that business out west... Well, maybe you ought to empty the building. No, no. You want us to be the laughing stock of the city? Suppose nothing happens. On the other hand, suppose something does. Well, they can't intimidate me. If the yellow mask means business, he'll find us right here at six o'clock. City room, White. Mr. White, this is Dr. Dahlgren. Yes, yes, Dr. Dahlgren. One of our best people is on the way to your laboratory right this minute. No, 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 that is not why I call. I wanted to tell you. Yes, yes. The man who stole my atomic beam machine mentioned a newspaper. He said... He said... Yes? What did he say? Something about destroying a newspaper. What's that again? Listen, doctor. Doctor. Hello. Hello. Hello, Dahlgren. Hello. Hello. Yes, Mr. White. I was cut off. Get me Dr. Dahlgren at his laboratory. Quick. Sorry, Mr. White. I'll call you. We were cut off. No. He was cut off. I'm sure of it. You heard all that? Mr. White, that scientist, what was he working on? I don't know. Some kind of a gadget to release atomic force. A machine? I imagine so. Why? Don't you see, Mr. White? There's our lead. The man who broke in and robbed him was the yellow mask. Kent, I think you're right. Dahlgren just said the burglar mentioned destroying a newspaper. Then I must be right. Now, look here. We've searched the building and haven't found a thing. No packages, no wires. If the Daily Planet is going to be blown up, it's got to be done outside. Maybe up above. That airplane. Airplane? It was flying too low for a transport. Mr. White, that plane was spying out the lay of the land. And at six o'clock with Dr. Dahlgren's machine, they'll come back again and... Hello, Dahlgren? I'm sorry, Mr. White. Dr. Dahlgren's telephone is out of order. Kent, do you hear that? Dahlgren's line is dead. Cut. That settles it, Chief. I'll be seeing you later. Kent, Kent, where are you going? After Miss Lane. Something's wrong at Dahlgren's. If it's the mask, well, there's not much time to stop him. So long. Hey, kid, what's your hurry? Yeah, got another front page scoop, Kent? Oh, thank heaven. The locker room's empty. Quickly now. Out of these clothes. It's Superman's turn now. Someone's coming. The window. Out. And up. Up. Not much time left. Got to find Miss Lane. 
Find out what's happened at Dahlgren's and stop the yellow mask. Higher we go. Higher and faster, faster, faster. Deadly peril hangs over the offices of the Daily Planet. Already the yellow mask is in possession of a mighty and terrible weapon. Time is growing short. But Superman is on the way. Powerful forms streaking through the night sky. Red cape whistling in the wind. Can he arrive in time? And what new unforeseen danger is already creeping in on the laboratory of Dr. Dahlgren, with Lois Lane about to enter, all unknowing? Tune in next time and follow the story. Remember... Be with us again for the next startling transcribed installment of Superman. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.